Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hey beauties, episode 84, how to stop accepting breadcrumbs in your love life. Kate and I are per usual very fired up about this one. So fasten your seatbelt for today's pep talk, come to Jesus (laughs) um, podcast episode about how to truly wake up around this because here at the new truth we not only stand for you coming into the fullness of who you are but to truly feel fulfilled and alive and happy in your partnerships and we promise you accepting breadcrumbs is not going to lead you to that place there's no treasure at the end of the breadcrumb (laughs) trail (laughs) no there no there is not and there's a lot of things contributing to this dynamic and kate and i have spent countless hours with many a client who is caught in this pattern and finds her way out of it. So we hope that for you today. So how we, why don't we go to town with the breadcrumbs of my ex? (laughs) That would would leave it. Like, let's do the, what the hell is happening with breadcrumbs for a second, because there's breadcrumbs in dating Let's start there. There's breadcrumbs, what breadcrumbs look like in dating. And then those are breadcrumbs actually look like in relationship. And you know, you're the one accepting them. So as you listen to this episode, it's actually not how to get somebody to give you more than breadcrumbs. It's how to stop accepting breadcrumbs and letting that be okay. And having that somehow feel like enough for you because it's not. So breadcrumbs in dating are the every once in a while text messages. The once every couple months guy who reaches out to you and you convince yourself that maybe this time it's going to be different. What else does it look like in dating? Hmm. In dating, I mean, okay. So I'm having a hard time. My mind is having a hard time going straight to breadcrumbs because I just think that if you are accepting crumbs, like what, and to like to me, what crumbs mean is it's like, oh my gosh, okay, I got a little bit of attention, I got a little bit of love, I got a little bit of something, but then the rest of the time I'm confused and don't know what's happening and don't know if this person's into me and don't know actually, you know, or if even if my partner loves me, like I'm questioning everything all the time. And I think that a part of what's underneath accepting breadcrumbs is having an empty tummy. (laughs) It's like having an empty tummy. If you're hungry and you're you're starving and you're not fulfilled within yourself or you're not satiating your own hunger, if I stick with the metaphor, if you're not satiating your own hunger and you're not feeling, um, you know, experiencing delicious food every day, you're on your own. And then you go on a date 
with someone who gives you little crumbs of you feeling good, um, you're only going to accept that if you're not filled up within yourself. So I mean, go back to the beginning of the podcast as if this is your first episode or even the how to date like a queen episode, because I feel like until you're really filled up within yourself, you are going to be so much more susceptible to tolerating and accepting crumbs. And, you know, it, it feels like it's like when you're hooked into that breadcrumb world, it's that like hook where you, where you're hooked into waiting for some sort of validation from this other person to feel good enough within yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the dynamic that plays out. And so you get the crumb, you get the text finally after agonizing over it. And then you feel that moment of relief, the breadcrumbs like, Ooh, I feel satisfied, but actually a breadcrumb is not satisfying, right? It's not, it's not really going to satiate your hunger, but in that moment it satiates you because it's one tiny little thing that's filling your tummy. Well, you just named the pattern perfectly around what it actually looks like in dating, which is it's you end up feeling, I don't know where we stand. I don't know what's happening here. You're often confused. Like we, you actually, there are people who don't behave like that. (laughs) Like that's, that's the first place to like how to stop accepting breadcrumbs is recognize that there are people who don't play games. There are people who won't leave you hanging. There are people who won't just text you at 10 30 PM to fucking hang out. The Mm -hmm. people who will actually want to get to know you. And of course, like all patterns, they start from inside of you. The dynamic starts with you not feeling full filled up in your life. It also starts with you not believing that you're worthy and deserving of someone showing up for you like that. It also starts with the childhood wounding of not receiving the messages of actually having your needs met, right? Just like you're not going to feel full and your hunger will be satisfied from breadcrumbs. You will not feel full and whole in partnership if you're just getting little bits of attention every once in a while and attention isn't love but you accept the breadcrumbs because you're on empty and because you have lots of stories in your head about what happened in the past and the childhood you had that's leading you to believe that this is good enough Mm. for you in your life. And on an even bigger level, because I've been thinking about this so much as I watch my own life. I mean, here I am building a house, I'm working on transforming my coaching business into a company and I'm watching how often women are not allowed to ask for more. Right. Mm. I mean, without going all the way into talking about all the body image and eating disorder stuff we have in our culture. I mean, how many women tolerate not feeling full every fucking day of their life? Like who am I to want more? Who am Mm -hmm. I to dream big? Who am I to have a relationship that actually feels fulfilling? Like there's a whole standard of God forbid a woman has everything. Yes. All right. God, God forbid a woman feels full and alive. Like I'm thinking of Glennon Doyle. We've said this several times on the podcast, her um, untamed book. If you haven't already read that, go run to the bookstore and get that mm-hmm. book. Right. She says, if you're not full of yourself, where do you full of? Yeah. Right. Other and people's th- crap. So this, this is part <laughs> of the breadcrumbings breadcrumb pattern too. It's like, we're afraid to actually have what we want because it's vulnerable to take a stand for what you want. It's vulnerable to say, I have a part in this dynamic. And if you go and try to punish the person who's breadcrumbing you, that is about as childish as it gets. Like that is so core inner child work. And that pattern is everywhere. Punishing other people for not giving you what you need rather than it's your job to take a stand for what you need and you stop accepting breadcrumbs when you decide that it's not enough, 
And outside of dating, you build a life that feels full and alive and whole for you so that you know what it feels like when someone shows up from enthusiasm and respect and genuine desire, not because they feel like they are obligated to, or because they're afraid you're going to punish them if they don't. Yeah. You decide. Yeah. Cause it just feels like breadcrumbs are also games, right? And if people are playing, if you feel like you have to play games when you're dating, it's like in order to break the pattern of playing the game, you just have to stop playing the game. And, you know, a woman who is tolerating breadcrumbs is not anchored in who she is. And it's really, it's really your, your, your child and saboteur selves that are leading dating. If you're not, or relationships, if you're not taking full responsibility for everything that you need, and then knowing what you get from partnership, like you're still going to have needs in relationship, but you're not depending on your partner to meet those needs because that is the child parent relationship, right? It's like, I meet my own needs. I acknowledge myself. I fill myself up. And then I look to you to create that overflow of abundance in my life and not just you, but to every, you know, person, every activator in my life. So yeah, breadcrumbs. I mean, I'm just thinking of all the women. I've worked with a lot of women who are untangling from really toxic marriages and really toxic relationships. That um, seems to be the most common. And almost all of them had one um, toxic parent, at least one. Um, very common that it's the mom, like narcissistic moms mm-hmm. seems to be what I've, what I've worked with a lot of women who have narcissistic moms. And then they tolerate being, you know, it's like the, the partner who's toxic get, does give delicious breadcrumbs. They're not just breadcrumbs. They're like kind of like, you know, they're maybe deep fried a little bit. They're like crispy <laughs> and like oily and the per- cooked perfectly with a little bit of salt, a little bit of sweetness. And they're the perfect breadcrumbs. So there's this, um, uh, there's this obligation that happens where they, they have a hard time letting go of the relationship because of the breadcrumbs. And so they tolerate toxicity for much longer because, oh, but he, he's, he's still a good person and he does this for me and that for me, but also negating all the incredibly toxic things that happen in the relationship. So that's another place where I see breadcrumbing, um, yeah getting in the way of a woman allowing herself to receive. And of course, like you said, it, it all comes back to feeling worthy. Like if you didn't feel worthy as a child of getting love and adoration for who you are and feeling cherished for who you are and feeling safe in the world and safe in your home, if you didn't have that, of course, you're going to be looking to anyone, any, anything and everything to have you feel those temporary hits of love, but that's not real love. And so that's why the inner work, I mean, Catherine and I will say it till we're 180 years old. We'll say it, you know, till the end of time that the, the inner work, the inner, like learning how to have that healthy relationship within is absolutely everything. Because if you don't know how to feed yourself, if you don't know how to nourish your own soul, if you don't know how to, uh, how to, know how worthy you are just because you're you, then you're going to tolerate so much crap and you're going to accept so many things that are only reinforcing you feeling and believing that you're not worthy or not lovable or not good enough. That's what breadcrumb relationships do is they reinforce the wound that's already there. So then 
the pain just perpetuates. And then you're on this roller coaster of never feeling like enough and you're chasing enoughness, trying to get it from a relationship, but it'll, you'll never feel enough. So learning how to build that enoughness and that worthiness within yourself to know it's there, to know yourself, to touch your own soul, to touch your own heart. And when you know it's there, then when you're dating, it's like it, the game, I don't want to say game, but the story is turned around where you're like, Hey, does this feel good for me? Instead of like, am I good enough for you? This, it becomes, does this feel good for me? Is this like, is this overflow or does this feel like it's taking something away from me? Right. Right. And my soapbox is not doing your childhood work. Like I do not understand what else you could possibly be doing (laughs) like these. And the good news about all of it is there is nothing wrong with you. This is not a personality problem. You don't need to spend 30 years in therapy. Like there is a path of once you understand your pattern. And for me, the path was reparenting. And there is nothing more important for an adult to learn than how to walk away and how to let go. Because a child can't say, oh, mom and dad or these caregivers, you suck at taking care of me. This is not safe. I'm going to leave the house. Adults can. But why it's so hard to do this is because so many people are caught in the infantilized place we live in a culture that doesn't grow up. Yeah. Right. So and true. the get grown up love, let me tell you, grown up love is exquisite love. Parent child dynamic in your relationship is not exquisite. <laughs> there is no passion. There is no connection. There is no vitality and aliveness. There is predictability. That's what you get in the breadcrumb relationship. And it is exactly like you said about the reinforcement. It's actually called intermittent reinforcement, right? Of every once in a while, I can rely on what's going to happen, but I'm addicted to the reliance on every once in a while, I'm going to get a breadcrumb. And so the path isn't just you talk yourself out of this. I mean, it's deep and profound healing work, which is what happens in each of our containers. It is an, and the most important thing you can do right now is not judge yourself for this pattern, right? So I, if you have been listening, you've heard me talk about my exes, but like, let's seriously remember for a second, my ex set a timer for how long we could cuddle. And I thought Whoa. I was so fucking lucky. Like this is legit. There was how a long? timer. Five how minutes. Long was, what? Five minutes. No. Five minutes. My ex moved 3000 miles away and I, and said, it's fine if we see each other every three months. My ex was not a bad person. My ex was wounded. My ex yeah. was an avoidant. And the, and the game-changing statement of my life was my epic relationship coach who said, Catherine, why are you okay with someone who's okay being 3,000 miles away from you and only seeing you once every three months? Mm. Because that's the statement of accountability. That's yeah. the wake-up call, right? Only you know going to bed at night. Why am I okay only receiving breadcrumbs? Is this really okay for me? And- children look for, right? Here's, here's why the narcissist is so intoxicating is because in those first few months of the love bombing, the breadcrumbs that are unlike breadcrumbs you've ever received, the (laughs) child is saying, Oh my God, I'm getting the love I've always wanted. I'm getting the love that was never there for me, but love is active. Love is a verb. Any idiot can show up in the first few months of a relationship. Adults choose capacity. I'm thinking of um, Bernadette's epic episode on how to truly stop attracting emotionally unavailable people, right? The sexy word here is capacity. 
if someone's giving you breadcrumbs or letting you know, this is what I have to give. Yes. They're showing you who they are. And, and so often we internalize that and make it mean yes. something about us. Like you so easily could be like, oh, wow. Okay. He only wants to see me once every three months. I'm obvious, which is, it breaks my heart. How often I hear women say things like this, where that would instantly be internalized. Oh, well, obviously, you know, I, he doesn't love me that much. And obviously like I'm not interesting enough for him because he only wants to spend that much time with me. And obviously I'm not like, you know, soft enough for him to only want to cuddle with me for five minutes or whatever, like that we internalize those things as opposed to when you are dating from queen, like as you were telling me your story, I was first of all, heartbroken five minutes of cuddling, like, oh my God, I would be like, um, that's a no for me. Like I'm not buying this car. Like, no. Well, when it's you're a, a hard love no. addict and codependent, yeah. you're like, yeah. Oh, I understand you were like all over those breadcrumbs, but I'd be like, no, I'm not like, we're going to cuddle all day, every day, or it's not happening. Um, yeah. So I just, I feel so sad hearing that and just a mat. And I was picturing you being a little girl that's like, oh my gosh, okay. I get my five minutes. And yet a queen is like, I'm sorry, that doesn't work for me, but I wish you well. A queen doesn't internalize it. Your saboteur will make up a story that it means something about you, but the queen knows there's my story. There's my pattern. What we were just talking about earlier. There's my story. There's my pattern. That's not me, right? That's not, I'm not going to take that on because this is showing me who the man is, not showing me who or who the person is. If you're with women, not showing me who I am. And that's the confusion and the illusion out there. The illusion is that we've all bought into this idea that other people's behavior means something about us, but it does not mean something about you. It means something about them. Right. Your behavior reveals your patterns. Yes. Their behavior reveals theirs, not yours. And the compassion is that it makes sense for a child to internalize their parents' behavior. That's actually what's happening. Like, because it would be unbearable. I mean, if if you're a child and you say, my parents can't take care of me, that is unbearable. You would have Mm -hmm. no, you have nowhere to go. That means death. Yeah. But as an adult, that is not the case. Yes. And that's why it's so important how to learning how to change these stories, learning how to create new beliefs. You are not stuck. You are not stuck. Maybe those are the words that were written on the walls of your house, but you can paint. the walls of your house. You can buy a new house. You can bulldoze your house. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think I'm so glad we're talking about this. This is something I've been talking a lot about in my, um, in the reclamation program is I've noticed this pattern in the personal development world where people learn their patterns and then they just become identified with their patterns. Like, Oh, I'm an anxious. Oh, that's my anxious attachment style doing its thing. It's like, no, you don't learn your patterns to then become identified with them. You learn them to overcome them and to make new choices and to do the deeper healing. And that's why it's so important. Like you have sovereignty, you have responsibility over your own choices as an adult. And it's time. Like, unfortunately we live in a world where there was no rite of passage we went through. It was, you go, you're a child, you're a teenager, you're a young adult, you're an adult. And, you know, unless you grew up in a really amazing home or a really special culture where there is a rite of passage, there isn't one. Right. You know, for most of us, there wasn't one. It was just like, okay, now get a job. Now, like now go to school, now find a guy. And women are deeply indoctrinated to find relationship and to get married and men still in 2021 and men are indoctrinated to, to make, make some, or 
provide, provide, (laughs) but to like make something of themselves. I was like, make what to make something of themselves, right. To become something they're taught to become something. We're taught to find someone you feel the flaw in this system for women. And so there was no rite of passage. that was like, Hey, so this is who you were taught to be, but let's like get back to, except for, you know, working with us. That's what we do. And what we, why we've created the reclamation and homecoming, because it's about, it's the rite of passage about you getting to know your own soul and you untangling from all the the layers of conditioning that you needed to protect you in your childhood. As a child, you needed those parts of you to show up. But as an adult, those parts of you are hurting you and keeping you in victimhood, keeping you powerless, keeping you stuck in your stories, as opposed to taking radical responsibility for your life and creating a life that you love and, and becoming a woman that you love so that you can experience all these amazing things. You want to experience high quality love. You want to stop accepting table scraps. You have to start showing up for yourself and taking responsibility for how you're showing up in your life. Yes. And it's so important to remember that in survival mode, you're going to be on a hunt right? Like in survival mode, you're going to be starving for love. And then that's how you expect one person to give you everything or when it's okay for them to give you a breadcrumb every once in a while. And over and over again, as you always bring it back to like, keep coming back to how full is my life? Of course you have needs. We all have needs. You get to have a relationship in which your needs are met, but there's a difference between a child's needs and an adult need. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between asking one person to fulfill all of your needs and having a life, having many touch points. Because here's what happens when you accept breadcrumbs. Like the relationship with your soul starts to fall apart and that's how it feels like you're stuck. And it's a skill to learn how to ask for what you need. Like you actually have to learn how to do that, especially if you had the childhood like mine in which there were no skills around that. And most of the stories that I was carrying were, and I bet this is familiar for so many of you. Oh, oh, I couldn't ask for that. That would be too much. I don't want to appear too needy. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, well, you know, I don't want to be a burden. I have so many clients where that is the case. Burden. (laughs) I don't want to be a burden. And you have that story because on some level, that is maybe how your parents said something to you when they were giving to you, right? Like that isn't you. And that's why it's so healing when you recognize like, oh, the stories were internalized beliefs of how I was treated, but I get to grow up. I get to behave differently. I have a relationship now where my husband is enthusiastic about doing things with me, enthusiastic about showing up for couples work with me, enthusiastic about helping me when I'm anxious or scared or feeling confused about something. Like this isn't about you have to be perfect all the time. And I have been so moved lately. I mean, right, we just had a year from hell, anxiety and depression off the charts for people. And I had old, I had clients reach out, right, from many years ago to, to ask for my help last year. And the way they talked about their partners, and I knew it then, but it really felt like it now. Like, these women were not showing up high vibe, fucking perfect. Like they had their shit together all the time, really struggling and had partners who loved the shit out of them Mm. and stood by their side and didn't ask them to be different. Didn't tell them to ship off to therapy who reminded them who they were and wanted to support them. Like, please make no mistake about having an expectation that you have to be perfect and meet all of your needs yourself because you don't. 
Yes. Your responsibility is choosing the person who is enthusiastic about wanting to show up for you, not the person who shows you that all they have to offer is breadcrumbs. And then you tell yourself that you have to work really hard to get them to be different and earn their love. Because if the message is I have to work really hard to be loved, that's how you get in the pattern of accepting that breadcrumbs are enough. My message for you today, the mantra that I want you to take with you is it's easy to love me. Mm. It is easy to love me. Yes. And I have no tolerance for anyone who makes me feel like it's hard. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've been so blessed with partners like that. And it feels so rare working with women and hearing how much they still feel, of course, because of all the patterns are playing out, but how much they still feel like they need to contort themselves in order to fit the relationship as opposed to you deserve to be loved for all of who you are. And that I'm so happy that you brought that up. That includes the mess. And that includes someone who has the capacity, bringing that word back, the capacity to meet you there. And if they don't have the capacity, that's again, not personal. That's just where they're at. It's where they're at. And just means it's not aligned. And I think like, it, 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 to me, what, what word keeps coming up is like taking a stand for your, for your needs, not asking for them, taking a stand for them. Because when you stand, taking a stand for your desires, taking a stand for who you are, taking a stand for celebrating all of who you are, taking a stand for bringing yourself fully in relationship. Like when you stand with and for yourself, like this is a, being a true queen in relationship, when you stand with someone will meet you there and, and not just a romantic partner, but friendship, like everyone around you in your life will rise or fall away because you're standing for yourself. So yeah, it's saying who wants to join me here? Yes. Right. Like open hearts, right. Having your heart open to love and to your life is saying, here I am. This is what I stand for. Who wants to join me here? Yes. yes. Not how do I get you over the line (laughs) to be with me? How do I have to take 20 steps back? Right. Or sacrifice the things that I've dreamt about having in order to make it work for you. Right. Like that's what rising in love actually means, right. Rather than falling and stopping accepting breadcrumbs starts with you. And here's the thing. If it's been hard for you to break this pattern, that's your sign. The deeper inner work is needed. Yeah. I broke this pattern. Kate, well, Kate, has been blessed with lots of wonderful people. I've scrapped, <laughs> I, I've, I have accepted scraps too, but uh, at but times. we've broken these patterns. This is what we help women do. And the main message is this isn't about something being wrong with your personality and you don't think your way out of this pattern, right? Many of you are, I mean, codependency is about chronic self-neglect. That's what codependency is. It's putting hyper-focus on everybody else. Mm. Even long before you need dating advice and you're going on fucking YouTube looking for dating advice, learn your work is coming home to yourself. Your yes. work is learning how to take care of yourself. Your work is actually learning how to sort through what do I actually need in relationship to feel fulfilled and happy, right? Who is the most aligned partner for me? And it has nothing to do with how fucking tall they are. How tall they are is not going to impact how fulfilled you feel in your relationship. It's really not. That the work is coming home. The work is knowing what is aligned for me. And most of all, the work is knowing what makes you happy first, because that doesn't stop, right? You don't stop filling your life up once you find a relationship. And that's why really the skills of dating are the skills of relating are the skills of love. It's all the same. The relationship with yourself is number one. 
not for only when you're dating forever. <laughs> like, yeah. and so this is your invitation to reach out for us, ask for help, which is the first real step of not accepting breadcrumbs anymore, right? Learning how to receive your needs, receive your life is letting yourself ask for help. I mean, asking for help is what changed my life. And I was just telling a friend this morning, I was like, I've got a coach, a therapist and two energy healers and a whole bunch of friends that <laughs> I lean on. Right. So this isn't about that. You have to have it all figured out. We're all freaking figuring it out, but yes. you do have to stop accepting breadcrumbs. That's yeah. for freaking sure. Yeah. And Which means can. stop abandoning yourself for right. someone else. Stop. And I love that chronic self-neglect and, and abandonment. We're looking for other people to fill something in ourselves that they can't fill, fill they it yourself. And then they can meet you there. And that is, what did you call it? Exquisite love. I love exquisite that. Love. <laughs> That's exquisite love. And we love you. If this episode moved you, let us know. And if you know a woman who needs to hear this message, you know what to do. Share it with her. And we'll see you next time. See you soon. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group, and we will see you soon.